1: morning grinders welcome to the dfs pregame show here on roto grinders i'm jordan cooper aka blender ed blender hd if you want to follow me on twitter and it's thursday march 17th and st patty's day Uh it's St. patty's day i was just i was just gonna comment and look i got the green background but you can't see the green background because it's a green screen so you don't have no you've no idea what's in my background but whatever st patrick's day have fun we only got one one basketball slate one basketball game tonight it's a seven o'clock game, and it's between the t- Detroit and Orlando. They're just everyone else is out partying, I guess. I guess. So uh, I don't know what we'll talk about today, but yesterday, yesterday we had a big slate. If you did not have Tory Craig, you did not do anything. He uh, scored God knows how many points. Uh, I wouldn't have thought Tory Craig was the one that breaks the slate, but he was the highest home player, and he broke the slate. I didn't play yesterday. 12-game slate, staggered start times. I was watching wrestling ain't doing it uh probably wouldn't have done all that well because i probably would have been light on, on guys like tory craig but uh we got uh, we got uh anything you want to talk about on the youtube chat i see you guys in there give me those those thumbs ups devin's in there congratulating people congratulating people what's going on here trey well so i gotta say hello to suki singh obviously because he's always 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 the first one and good morning rc bremen matt mears masher Trey uh Joe, oh Joe Adamo uh, took third in the FanDuel five cent NBA tourney last night. That's pretty good. Had six in the top hundred. That's good. Trey came in, uh came in 20th in the four-point play. 20th. Let's let's take a look. Well, I, I got the four-point play right here. 20th. Let's see. Let's see what's what's 20th place. What did 20th place pay? Okay. No 20th place and the four-point play was petty theft. You're not petty theft are you lying are you lying trey in the four point are you talking about fan duel what finished 20th in the four point play almost got there no you didn't finish 20th unless you unless you're in you're mistaken right i see 20th right here four point play 20th is petty theft are you petty theft i don't think he's petty theft i don't think trey is petty theft is he lying to us where'd you finish i have no idea did you have toy He must have had Tory craig well I see What's that Tory R- Craig and no Rudy Gay? Real Trey popular. Real Trey underneath there, underneath Petty Theft. I don't know if that's oh, 21st. 21st. Okay. Might have been tied. Might have been tied. Okay. That's that's let's see. Let's let's take a look. <laughs> I'm like, you're lying. You're not petty theft. A real Trevor with the three, with the real this guy over here? A 21st place. Okay, 400 bucks. That's not bad. Right had you know, Drogic, DiVincenzo at 6%. SGA, 4%, still at 60 points. You got Murray, Baisley, Precious, Tory Craig, R.J. Barrett. It's not, not a bad lineup. I mean, I wasn't paying that much attention yesterday. But these are more of the, the higher projected guys on the slate. Pretty much, you know, you had Drogic, Craig, Precious, paying down at center. I guess was the play. I mean, compared to first place, first place, like Middleton. Yeah, yeah, Middleton would have been good. Like Mason Plumley, yeah. As long as you had the cheap center that did pretty well, Keldon Johnson, RJ Barrett, right? A lot of the chalk failed, it seemed like. I mean, a lot of these single-digit, I mean, obviously in a 12-game slate, we're gonna see a lot more players that are under 10% owned because there's just a lot of players, right? Because we look here, it's like okay, Craig, Drodic, Gay, Giannis. Achua, Booker, Mills, Luca, basically Trey and, and Kevin Durant didn't do enough. Gallinari apparently was, was decently. I mean, like now we're just we're not, not getting it to end like chalky players or anything. The values last night were not like good, right? I wouldn't have even considered Tory Craig to be that great value. Just, Hey, he, he just went off. He just went off at super ownership. I probably would have been under on uh, Tory Craig. But uh, we go to the fadeaway, take a look here, compare exposures. Joe Adamo says SGA was questionable all day until after lock and drove drove his ownership way down. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So we can take a look here. Look, look at the difference between like Rudy Gay was look at the difference 0% 40. Was this something that happened after lock? The Rudy Gay thing when the jazz played, what happened yesterday with Rudy Gay? Was he projected well beforehand? Because it's weird. It's very weird to see people having 50% of him and others having zero. Okay. Okay. Trey says Crowder got ruled out. Well, Crowder's, Crowder's on the Suns. So I can understand about, about Craig with, uh, with, with Crowder out. He would get more minutes, but he's not really typically a high fantasy point per minute type of player but I just don't know what happened with Rudy Gay yesterday. Was he start? Did he start for the Jazz? Who was out? He didn't start right. Didn't Hernan Gomez start, Juancho Hernan Gomez? We got a filter by team. Let's go to Utah. Right? Hernan Gomez started, right? And got 10 points. And then Rudy Gay obviously was in, in the rotation, but only three and a half points. So what was the difference here? It's like, okay, I, I could see a little bit, right? Because JBC had zero gay and went all to one Hernan her Gomez. Right? Ship my money. Very similar. Ox and duck. Still had some gay, but more Hernan Gomez. And that seemed to be, other than petty theft and maybe a little bit Travolta addict, didn't have, only had 15% Hernan Gomez. Petty theft had 7% Hernan Gomez and 0%. Okay, but it had more Royce O'Neal as the cheap jazz player. But I'm not sure if this was after lock or before Locke. Yeah, he didn't start. By the time Utah's lineup came out, it was way past Locke. Okay, okay, that's understandable. This is, how, this is how bad, a, it, you figure on a 12-game slate, there'd be, you know, oh, okay, there'll be plenty of like 4K guys or whatever, someone's in, someone's out. Not Not much of that happened yesterday. On our on our on our projections, the top uh, salary adjusted value players are all like 10k players. So just a matter of which ones you played. If I go back to uh, the main main thing here, okay. So Drajic. Seems like more more people. I mean, it looked like Tory Craig was maybe not a smash play, but I mean, more of more of the sharp players had more of Tory Craig than had less of them. Goran Drajic. For the most part, yes. Also, then you have like Patty Mills. That was a little bit mixed, but more people had Patty Mills, right? With with Kyrie not playing. Then we take a look at like Kevin Durant. That was mixed, right? Seemed like Chipotle had a, had a very very condensed uh, lineup portfolio. Yeah, we do a lot a lot of heavy green and a lot of red. So he's not playing a very diversified set of lineups. We go through some of this, like Evan Fournier, like 41% Evan Fournier. Like, okay, well, people at 25, 25, 25. Just going through. Baisley, kind of mixed. A lot of mixed, a lot of mixed bags. Here, Olivier Saar was 7% owned. And for the most part, people at zero, other than cheese, who had 27%. Chipotle had, has fifty three percent. Jakob Pertle I don't know. I don't know what Chipotle. Had. Chipotle addicts' exposures look like. Julius Randall, forty eight percent. Seems like he like he had he had like a core set of players, and he just made a ton of non, not many diversified lineups. Brick played thirty uh, percent. Cameron Thomas, who got zero points, did he even play last night. Even with Kyrie out, did Ky, did uh, Cameron Thomas even play? Let's see. Let's take a look. Ah, I always go to to NBA. Going to the NBA site sucks more than just going to the little Google. Google. Google scores. So what happened with the Nets yesterday? All right. Cameron Thomas played six minutes. Okay. So that's basically where it came down to. Right. Durant, 40. Bruce Brown, 39. Rodgers played 36. And Mills played both to play 36 minutes. That's why. But Mills didn't really do much in that time at all. Okay. I could see going with the Cameron Thomas. I don't know playing in a 30 lineups, but okay. I could see that. Yeah, Daniel Hutchins says, don't see that checkerboard pattern very, very often. Right, because it was a slate that was more, more efficient, it was more efficiently owned. On yesterday's slate, when when there's no there's no value, there's not enough value, and the top the top values are all like studs, all 10K studs. There's just there's going to be a, a a a vast amount of players that are going to be very close to each other, and then depending on what types of lineups you're building, you could be drastically over or under on like 50 different players. So I could understand this this checkerboard pattern. Right, you see a lot of reds and greens, depending on the types of lineups you are building, and they're they're all pretty much valid. But a lot of times on a slate where there's there's more clear projected value, you're going to see a lot more lots more similar lineups amongst uh, the sharper players. And that was yesterday's slate. Today's slate, you got you got a one game slate. That's it. Showdown. Showdown, slave. Cade Cunningham, Wendell Carter, questionable. Rodney McCruder, questionable. Right, we're gonna have to wait on that. We also have we also have two. This, this may not be that bad, of a, of a of a showdown, slate, Only because these two teams don't have like a stud stud, right? They don't have an Embiid. They don't have a Jokic. They don't have a, a you know Devin Booker with no one else in. Like they don't have like. One guy that's going to pro- raw point project higher than so many other players. Like, yeah, you got Cade Cunningham. You got Wendell Carter Jr. But like, like I'm Detroit. I mean, you could see Sadiq Bay do well. You could see Bagley do well. You could see Stewart. You could see, you could see a lot more people do well. Is, is, is uh, Jeremy Steve is Jeremy's uh, grant out today. I'm assuming so. I'm assuming that's why we're getting the Bagley, uh projection the way it is. I would assume he's out. He's not. He's not in there. Uh, let's see, Orlando. And Then you got Orlando and Orlando. You know, Wendell Carter, Cole Anthony, Franz Wagner, Mo Bamba. Like, well, you're playing. You're playing showdown. So, like, there's a lot more viable captains. Like, I guarantee. I'm I pretty much okay. If I'm gonna build 150, let's say I build 150. Let's see. Just uh, I don't even care about any type of diversity or anything like that. I just built 150. And I got to do something. Okay. Let's see how many different types of different captains come out. If I sort by point per, I don't care about point per dollar. Some zeros. So I'll run like 150. And I'm going to assume that I'm going to have a much wider set of, of potential captains. For the median projection, obviously. Daniel Hutchins says the NBA showdown is the one format where I think FanDuel has the better product because of the MVP star and pro there are many more playable combos. A lot of the time, even though only five players per entry. Yeah. Because it's not just like one like captain ish type of thing. You actually have two, you have multiple ones. But if you're someone that, that likes uh, attacking and going for more unique lineups, I mean, I think I think a lot of times on DraftKings, people play you, you find much uh bigger lineup trains on on DraftKings. At least, at least for uh, for NFL show. Okay, let's see. So what captains do we got? Obviously Cunningham. But even in the top 150 lineups, I mean you still get, I mean, you get a lot of Cunningham, then you get Carter, Bay, Cole Anthony, Bagley, Wagner, Stewart. Maybe I mean, you still got like a Fultz lineup. I mean, something like this. Maybe you don't play Fultz and Anthony together. Or maybe you do, right? Killian Hayes lineup. Maybe take a look at this. Like, I mean, these are all within within, within the realm of possibility. So yes, if Cade plays, yes, he's, he's the most obvious captain. But I think there's a lot of ways that this game goes where you could you could jam in a lot of people in the captain spot. Let's take a lot of a lot of let's see. Well, how about in the regular in the regular positions? Right, you still you're still getting you're still you're still getting like RJ Hampton. You're still getting Kelly Olenek, Gary Harris, Rob Robin Lopez. Is he even going to play any minutes? Well, we haven't projected for ten, I guess. I think there's a lot more combinations for for this slate than if it was a different two different teams. And then you could also build for like blowouts as well. You could say, "Oh, Orlando blows out the 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 Pistons," and you play like you play like four you play like four Pistons and two like the five Pistons and one cheap Magic player. I could do stuff like that. I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of NBA showdown to begin with. So It's not like I play that much. Occasionally, I will play during the playoffs. But, uh, but with baseball coming back, probably not. The, the, April 7th comes around. Boom, it's baseball. I mean, that's the end of the NBA season anyway. The NBA season ends on April 10th. So it's not like that much of an overlap as it is. And then you get the playoffs for God knows how long. It seems like the NBA playoffs go on forever. Uh let's see, Masher is asking, they're talking in the chat, but you don't know uh, if uh, NBA showdowns are plus EV, talking to, to Nerdy Tenor in the chat. And he says it, it, he says it, he thinks it comes down to contest selection, the edge is much smaller in NBA compared to NFL, so avoiding the smaller showdowns with tons of sharps and high rake is the key. Yep, it's all about your opponents. It's all about your opponents. But yes, I could understand on FanDuel with the multiple, the, the the three multiplier spots. The only difference is there's no there's no uh, salary multiplier, so most you're you're almost you're you're almost never putting putting a, like a guy that plays 14 minutes in the in the MVP spot. You're still probably only playing a select few people in those spots. But the difference between do you put him in the MVP? Did you put him in the Pro spot? That gives you more lineup combinations. But you only have to select five players as opposed to six, so I could understand it more more so in NBA probably than than NFL, the five slots. Huh. What else is there to talk? about? We got an MMA card. We got an MMA card coming up. Uh, it may just be. It may is it twelve fights now? How many fighters do we have here? Right? Okay, so it may just be 12 fights depending on if they get an opponent, a last-minute opponent for Nathaniel Wood because uh, Morales is out. Vince Morales over here, he's out. This MMA slate, uh, the only reason I'm covering MMA today, it's Thursday. What are you doing on Thursday? Programming note. There's no show tomorrow. Right? I got to go to the dentist. My, My dentist, Office closes at two o'clock, right? So I don't know what dentist closes that early. It's open from seven in the morning to two p.m. Right? So when can that? When the hell? I'm not getting up at seven in the morning. I'm not getting up at seven in the morning. And it's, this is like a two-hour appointment. I have, to, I have to get the three teeth fixed. So so when can I go? I, I guess I have to take the day. I have to take the show off in order to get an appointment there. So that that's the reason. So there's no show tomorrow. And Devin's putting in the spring training, the spring training baseball on DraftKings. Are we going to do that? maybe more, maybe more worthwhile to play that than play NBA. Maybe. No, it's probably very small contests. So one NBA game or two MLB spring training games. Why not both? Why the hell not both? But on, uh, on the MMA card coming up on, on, on Saturday, 13 fights and less, and maybe 12 if this wood fight is is done but this this card is you got a lot of heavy favorites a lot and it's also early so if you can play if you're going to play 1 p.m eastern lock because the the, the the event is coming from uh coming from london we to see here that most expensive fight is like minus 485, minus 440, minus 450, minus 350, minus 300, minus 300, minus 235. Like all these, all the expensive five, Like, look how many heavy, heavy favorites there are, which means these dogs down here, not very good. So, like, most likely you're going to get two or three guys up here. They're going to put up massive scores. So, the, the concept of like leaving a lot of money on the table probably goes way down on these types of slates. I love the slates where the top fighter is only like a minus two twenty favorite. Gives it more of a chance of like almost. Oh, the fight! All the fights are close. We got we got like we got like five fights that are. I mean, even if you take out Wood, you got Pavlovich seventy five percent seventy, and all these five fighters above here with such high win odds, and not just win odds. Look at these inside the distance probability. Like you see here, my entire sheet isn't filled out. Right. I just have just some, some of the projection, one site ownership, and you know, I, I they didn't even have round one odds out when I put this in. But look at these inside the distance lines. 160 minus 165, minus 215, minus 135, minus 105, minus 195. Like not only that the great chance of winning, but they're great chance of winning inside the distance which equates more towards a hundred plus point scores. Now you're not probably not going to be able to play three of these guys. Well, you, you probably can, but you're going to have to pick, you could play three of these guys. And then, then the, the the underdog of the other fighter that's up here as well. You could do that, but I think it's more likely that the, the build, the optimal build that for large field GPP is two of these guys up here. Then like maybe someone in like in the mid, like a like a Craig or a Shore. And then you just try to fit in, like, right in the mid-range. So if we take a look at the MMA type of lineups, like, I would think that the, the optimal construction is going to be something, because obviously you got the main event, which is is a close fight. So you've got Aspinall and Voltoff, right? 8,300, 7,900. So it's not like they need to score 140 points, like it's a main event favorite. So most likely one of these two guys is based on the fact that we have so many heavy favorites and the main event fighters are mid-range, that it's it's quite likely. I, I, I don't know what I'm going to do yet, but it's it's going to be very likely that Aspinall and Volkov, one of the two, will be in almost all of my lines Because... Well, what happens if the main event is slow and one guy only scores eighty-nine points? Well, at eighty-nine points for their prices, it may still be fine. If we get two nine-k guys to put up one twenty, so let's say let's say let's say you take Aspinall here, right? You take Aspinall, and you take two of the guys up here. Okay, let's say you, you find a, a Jack Shore. He's going to be popular though, right? So you have eighty-five twenty-five. So let's say you do. Take uh, a Gunner Nelson and a Taporia. So you still have 7,800 remaining average. Right. So let's say instead of Taporia, you take Pavlovich or something. Right. Now you have 7,950. And then here you go. Now you can go right in the mid range. Right. You go Dan Hooker. You have 7,700 left. And then Amrick County or something. Like I think this is the type of lineup that becomes optimal where you're taking two 9k guys, one of the main event fighters, and then figuring out some two mid-ranges to go along with that. This is the, it's also going to be popular, like this construction is also going to be popular. So it's not It's not like, oh, well, no one's going to do this. So it's like, no, this is going to be the more popular construction. But there are going to be some people that are going to try to jam in, right? Take, take Aspinall and try to jam in like, Let's say we take all three of these guys, 69. You can't even do that. You pretty much can't even. If you take Pimlet, Taporia, and Gutter Nelson, and let's say because you're going to play Durden on the other side, right? Because you're going to have to take a very cheap guy on the other side, and then you take Volkov, and you're still stuck with 7,100, right? People are going to try the, these types of builds by trying to get three guys up here, right? You may not be able to get Pimblett. Maybe, maybe you get like Gunnar, Nelson, Mikhaev, and Pavlovich, and then you play like Jai Herbert because you need someone cheap, right? You have 79, a yeah, and you can play something like that, right? And play Aspinall and, and Paul Craig or something. Let's some of these types of lineups. You're not going to see many balance builds. But I'm not even sure if the balanced builds are, are that great, because, I mean, if we take a look at these odds. I mean, look at the middle range right over here, the inside the distance lines. Corey McKenna, 310. Valley of 360. Grundy, 335. Molly McCann, 510. Hooker, 310. Allen, 350. Carolina, 460. I mean, like it's just like this mid-range. Ceiling-wise is, is not very great. And then once we get Wood out, it now we don't have an eighty-eighty-nine hundred dollars fighter. Assuming that Wood doesn't get a late replacement, it's Thursday already. I think, I think they would have announced it already. Maybe we'll find out today if he gets a late replacement because tomorrow is so they have to know by now. So that's why this this card is is difficult, but uh, I think I think leaving I. This is this is the type of card where I'm aiming more for under five dupes than uniques. I think the win equity of lineups that spend most of the salary are high enough to warrant me going after five dupes rather than go after uniques. If the card, if if let's say you take out all of these guys and the top guy was only minus 200 to win, those are, those are the slates where it's like, yeah, I could leave 2k on the table and get off them. Right. Don't, those likelihoods. But I mean, look at these winning chance, look at these ITD and win, win odds up here. It's going to be, it's in order for those types of lineups that like leave 2000 on the table to win, like out of these five guys up here, you're going to need like two to lose. I, I mean, even if this, the, the problem is if two of them lose, then the dogs are good down here which means you pair the two winning dogs down here with the two winning big favorites up here and you probably win that. So it's going to be very hard for balanced builds to be to be to have have the ceiling to win GPPs. But it also means that you're spending most of your salary, which means you're more likely to get duplicated. So what I'm going to be doing is the ownership up here, see where it skews and try to find unique combos of you know, two fighters up here, right? Oh, more people are playing Tapuria than playing than playing Gunnar Nelson. So I'm going to play a little bit more Gunnar Nelson, right? You try to make those type of combos, right? More people are playing Arnold Allen and not playing Dan Hooker, right? Because, you know, Arnold Allen is currently actually favored now as the $200 cheaper fighter. So you play more Dan Hooker, right? You you try to find unique ways of building a lineup for that one. you more unique. You may not find unique unique, but more unique at least. Uh, Let's see. Any recommended sites for downloading MMA data or things like strikes and takedowns? I have no idea. As you see from my sheet, I don't base my play off of MMA data. I base my play completely off of betting lines. So I don't know. I guess you could ask, go, go. We have an MMA channel in our premium discord. If you're, if you're a Roto-Grinders member, you get subscriber. If you're not, click on the link in the description, get $10 off your first month. We come out with a grounded pound podcast. We have an expert survey. We got the projections, right? We don't have ownership up yet. So you could use all of that for MMA. But ask, ask uh, Moneyball, Moneyball16. If you ask him in the MMA chat, you could ask PSU. If you had the PSU fans too, or, or H3Buddha, Mike but I think it's Moneyball16 that, that he's, he's the one that does a lot of this, that type of stuff. So if you ask him, I guess he's the one that does the projection. So I'm, I'm assuming that type of data is in there somewhere, right, somewhere. Uh, Kickstart says to avoid dupes, you think we just need one of those low chance fighters? Yeah, I mean, you could that, that's absolutely viable, right? If you want to play, like if we take a look at, at, look at these fighters down here right down here most likely out of these fighters Durden I'm going to assume is going to be the highest of the of the bunch which not that high right I could see like abdura like all the I could see all these guys 7200 or below being sub 10 percent do but I think Durden is going to be the higher on I think Durden may be like 15 some 12 to 15 only because Mukhaev, Muhammad Mukhaev is like a 21 year old prospect. This is, he's making his UFC debut. But all these other guys aren't. All, the, all these other guys, we know how bad they are, <laughs> right? Right? But we don't know how good Mukhaev is. And he's currently a th- minus 350 favorite with a minus 105 inside the distance line. So maybe you take a shot on Durden. And you don't, it's, the thing is, is that if you could find two or three fighters up here, that score amazing and are able to use one, the one underdog that wins even a decision for like 70 points that could, that could work. That could, that could still be, that could win. That could be the GPP large field GPP winner, right? So it's not like you need massive scores out of these guys, but you can, you can do, you can make those types of lineups. Those are more riskier lineups. Like I said, the most, the most popular, the most popular and most probable type of lineup that wins Large field GPPs is going to be two nine k guys, one of the main event fighters, and then kind of try to kind of get three fighters inside of you know you you know Paul Craig, Jack Shore, Imerkani, some like two of these guys, and then like there's something hooker around, like something like that. It'll be more more mid range for the rest of it. But hey, Tapuria could lose to Jai. I mean, to me, I think Jai Herbert as I mean Tapuria is a monster. But I mean, we've seen Herbert do well. It's just that some of these guys have like, I guess Abdurahimov, anything could happen in a, in a heavyweight fight, right? Pavlovich versus Abdurahimov. Shamil Abdurahimov is awful. But if he's going to be 6% on in a heavyweight fight, I'll take that shot. Right, he's, pro- he's probably, if he's plus 450 inside the distance, he's probably about 10% chance to win in, in the first round, which is typically a 90, at least 90, but it could be 100 plus. So if he's going to be 6% owned at a 10% shot for a first round finish, I'll end up with more of him, right? I mean, same for Herbert. If he's 4% owned, he's probably going to be like a 9% shot at a first round finish. Why not? I mean, that's the whole point of these 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 this, this rating, this leverage rating here. That's how I can tell, right? So I look right now. I mean, I barely have any data here. So I can tell right now, like, out of like the like, if you take a look at the dogs, it's like they're awful. That's why, I like, Herbert, Adurahimov, Soto, but not to see the thing is, is that Durden at 13% owned is probably not, he's probably over owned, right? He is the he is one of the highest, he is the one of the lowest inside the distance, odds. right? So he's at 14% to win inside the distance. If he's going to be 14% owned, he's maybe efficiently owned, I don't know. Devin's in the chat saying, I think I'm hooked on MMA after last weekend. Hope you did well, I did very well. The fact that it's on the weekend makes it so much easier to find the time to put lineups in. Yes, and also the fact that there's the, uh, there's no late, number one, there's no late swap, right? Even though the fights are in order like this, there's still no late swap. And, uh, and it doesn't take you, it's very binary, right? nothing, there's no, there's no correlation between fights. doesn't matter, right? And it's all binary. You're, you, you're not, you rarely, rarely, rarely in GPP, rarely. I just, by default, never do it. Play two fighters from the same fight because only one guy could win, right? In cash games, yes, then you could play, in cash games this, this week we you're playing double ups, you're playing Aspinall and Volkov in the lineup together. That's, that's no question about but no, there's no late swap in MMA. If there was late swap in MMA, all the sharp players would win, because casual players don't late swap enough, and sharp players would see their lineups after every, in between each fight and go, well, how do I? Oh, I got the the the, the, the cheap underdog to win in the third fight. Now I could switch those lineups with this favorite, and then and you could you could uh, increase your win probability that's the, that's the main, that's, that's the number one reason why they don't do late swap in MMA. Cause sharp players will do it. I mean, like I, I would love to be able to do it, but you know, 20% of the field is, is total casuals and they don't even think about late swap. And then 50% of the rest of the field are average players that may never late. So they did, I oh, man, I'll just leave it alone. They don't have a process to understand all oh, what your lineups look like now. And how can I increase the win probability of these lineups? right? You look at, you look at the top before, before, uh, you know, you got, you got three fights left, two fights left or something. And you look at your top lineup and now you can see where you're blocked. Right. You could see, it's like, Oh, well, I have the main event underdog. I have the main event favorite in this lineup and three guys above me, three lineups above me have the main event favorite. So no one below me, you know, so I'm just going to take the main event underdog. Right. And, but also the guy, two people that are underneath that first guy may take the main event underdog also, or they may take the underdog and the other, like th- those types of things they want to prevent people from doing because it's so obvious and sharp players will do it and they want to protect, uh, you know, the, the, the casual players because they'll get beat too often. We want, we want to, we want to make it so that, that, that casual players can get lucky. And Daniel Hutchins says, I would love it from an EV perspective, but not from having a life perspective. That's true also, right? That's one thing about MMA, right? Once the, once the slate locks, you're done. And I mean, I typically watch MMA. That's one of the few sports that I actually watch now, but I, I, I love the fact that I could watch, I could hang out in some, in some chats, right? Talk about the fights, yell and piss and moan, something like that. And then just enjoy, enjoy the next six hours of people beating the crap out of each other. And it's a, it's a, it's a great sweat because it's just, it's so it's linear. So you know where you stand. At, you know, there's going to be 12 fights or whatever, maybe 13. And you know what you're rooting for. You know exactly what you're rooting for. And in the span of a, the beginning of a fight, like it, fights could end in a, in a moment's, moments notice, one punch, right? First minute of the fight, third minute of the was sneaky submission. We had the fight last week with, with the McKinney and Dober. McKinney like knocked Dober down like twice in the first 90 seconds of the fight. And then then and then couldn't finish Dober, gasped, and then Dober knocked him out. Right? So in the course of for the course of four minutes, the fight went from, oh my God, I can't believe I don't have I I the the, the highest owned underdog is going to put up like 130 points and I barely have them to the lowest owned favorite because the other guy was the more owned because the underdog was more owned goes and ends up with 110 points. Right. And I had more of, I had more of the other guy. So in the beginning, I'm like, Oh, great. McKinney, McKinney's going to sink me like that in the span of, of, of 90 seconds. That was the difference uh, last week between, between me winning, $35,000 or me losing $2,000, right? That, right? Because if McKinney won right there, I would have I I been the, the poor house, closed laptop time. But him now he got 38 points even in 90 seconds, right? Two knockdowns, control time, bunch of strikes. But Dober has Dober, never, been, never, never been finished in his entire career. Never been, never been knocked out. And he shows he has has a chin. So we got anything else? Anything else for today? Do we got anything else for today in the in the YouTube chat? We talked about a bunch of stuff. This this is more like Casual Fridays, right? This is more like you know we went over yesterday's slate, took a bare basic look at today's one game showdown. That's all there is today. Seven at least it's seven o'clock, right? At least it's that, right? You don't have to wait. No swapping. Maybe I should play. Maybe I should play because there's no I don't have to worry about anything. Maybe. Then talk about MMA on Saturday, which is an early, early, early slate. 1 p.m. Eastern. So if you're going to play, just don't, oh, I'll, I'll put in dummy lineups in and and you'll, you'll get three o'clock in the afternoon. And you're like, why, is, why did the slate already? Why did it lock? So they're coming from London. That's why. That's not a pay-per-view, right? UFC schedule. Oh, no, pay-per-view was last week, right? No, pay-per-view wasn't last week. Right. We had the uh, Covington Masvidal. Then we had Santos Ankalaev. Okay. What's the next pay-per-view? Oh, Volkanovsky. I always get Volkov and Vol- Volkanovsky uh, messed up in my head against the Korean zombie. Oh, this is a good card. We got Kamayev. We got Jan-, Jan versus Star Sterling uh, rematch. Yeah, that's going to be good on the uh, April 9th. Okay. If there's nothing else in the YouTube chat, I will bid you adieu. Remember, programming note, programming note. Bing bong bing. I have to put the alerts out. No show tomorrow. No show tomorrow. I will be back though on Monday. And uh, give give me those thumbs ups on your way out the door. We got uh, got got Grinders live later today. Do we have do we even have Grinders live later today? Do we get something for the showdown? Nope, we don't. Devin says we don't. We got nothing. We got NHL grind. Oh, because there's NHL today. We forgot. uh, We talked about spring training baseball, but not the fact that we got NHL. There's also Europa League Soccer if you want to play that, right? There's still stuff going on. There is still stuff going on. And Roto Grinders has you all covered. So go to rotogrinders.com slash premium or click on the link in the description. Get $10 off your first month. You can join me in the Discord. I have my own channel there. If you want to ask me questions, that's where to go. Blender's Game Theory channel in our premium Discord. I do Zoom calls, group coaching calls. Our next one is on the 22nd, so next Thursday. Next next Tuesday at 8 o'clock. So if you join Roto-Grinders Premium, join my Blender's Game Theory channel, you're more than welcome to ask me any questions you want in there. That's the place to go. Not my DMs, right? Not not random messages on Twitter. Go to that channel. RotoGrinders.com slash Discord. Get you there. And uh, sign up for RotoGrinders Premium. We've got baseball. Baseball's coming up in, what, three weeks? NBA season's going to be winding down. Uh, and then then what's going to end up happening is by mid-July or so, we're going to be like, I can't wait for football to come back. That's the way it always is. That's the way it always is. So no pregame show tomorrow, but I'll see you back on Monday. Answering your DFS strategy questions as always on the DFS pregame show on rotogrinders.com.